We're a day removed from watching the Arizona Cardinals move to 3-0 and on the road in Week 4 with the LA Rams staring at them straight in the face. We are going to have our takeaways from Sunday's win, and we're going to look at some really positive things, positive takeaways. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, on this monumentous locked-on Arizona Cardinals. Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, You won't find me speechless very often, but Bo and I have been rendered speechless over the past you know, hour and a half when the news came down that we had a thousand subscribers on YouTube uh, in under three months. Thank you to everybody who has followed us, um, laughed with us, yelled at us, um, and enjoyed watching the Arizona Cardinals over the last handful of seasons, listening to us before we shifted over to YouTube. Um, humbled, truly. I mean, this is like it. Bo and I were talking right when we went, got onto the YouTube circuit. We're like, how long do you think it'll take to get to a thousand? Like a year? What do you think? At the end of the 2021 season, that'd be a hell of a, you know, a hell of a landmark. And we hit it in under three months. So uh, before we move on and talk about, you know, Sunday's game a little bit, and then kind of look at some positive things throughout today's podcast, we just truly wanted to say 100% thank you to everybody. No doubt about it. Thanks for everybody making blocked on Cardinals. The first thing you tune into each and every day. Uh, we love talking about this team. It's a fun, exciting time with the organization. And so kind of to be a part of this community uh, is huge for Alex and myself. And you figured it out. You, we finally figured out a way to quiet Alex down. And that's just subscribing, making the numbers go up. And then we shut up Clancy. And there we go. We figured it out. We've got the we've got the secret sauce. It took 37 years. And remember that Locked on Cardinals is free and available on yeah. all platforms, including YouTube and you know wherever you find your podcasts, you we do have some live reads throughout the show, but this is a 100% free podcast for you to listen to, maybe throw your phone because of at times, because Bo's takes are so boring. Thank you so much to everybody who listens. This episode of Lockdown Cardinals is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Now, Cardinals 3-0, okay? They are going to be a towards the top of the majority of power rankings across all national platforms. The Cardinals are also facing probably what is going to be the number one ranked team in all of the NFL on Sunday, the Los Angeles Rams on the road at SoFi Stadium. We're going to talk a lot about that this week. We're going to have Sosa Kremenges from Locked On Rams, one of our favorites to talk to uh, on Thursday. But there's a couple of things that Bo and I want to hit before we move on to talk about the Rams. DeAndre Hopkins' health. Okay, I put out a lot on Twitter about I wasn't too thrilled about his uh, target share. Uh, Ryan Cody, uh, one of our boys formerly of, of 12 News, said that Car- that DeAndre Hopkins is tied for the team lead with 18 targets. Um, he's got a rib injury. There was a you know game-time decision whether he was going to play or not. We're going to hit that. Is Byron Murphy a bona fide CB1? Like, is it a set it and forget it? You can rely on him to lock down the opposing team wide receiver one from what we've seen through three weeks. And then there's a familiar face, a familiar name, atop the MVP odds for the NFL 
the in the third segment. And also something Bo talked about on his Monday edition of Locked On NFL that he hosts solo, which is probably a nice release for him, uh, getting away from me for 30 minutes a week. We're going to tie in something that he talked about that the Cardinals don't have to worry about, which is a fantastic, fantastic thing. Now, quickly, DeAndre Hopkins, okay? He had six targets on Sunday. He had four targets the week before and eight in week one. He's had three touchdowns through the first two weeks, didn't get in the end zone in week three. The Cardinals' offense was humming in the second half, and you didn't really need DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, Is this an issue that he's not getting the ball thrown to him? And I understand the Cardinals are 3-0. I understand they put up over 100 points in the first three games. When the going gets tough, you're going to need DeAndre Hopkins more than six or seven targets a game, right? Or am I incorrect with that? Yeah, I just I don't want to approach this too politically, right? I don't want to, you know, just straddle the line and, and just uh, cop out here. But you know, at the end of the Minnesota Viking game, I think that you could make the case: Why were they not targeting DeAndre Hopkins? But they also were finding AJ Green, Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk, the rest of the, those guys on that receiving core, and that's fine. I mean, they got the job done. You know, could it looked a little bit nicer by getting him involved? Number ten, sure. I mean, he came out of the gates on fire and he had, you know, four catches, 54 yards and a touchdown. And then you look at last week where he is a game time decision with the rib injury. If you can go on the road, sneak out of Jacksonville with DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, he's out there 91% of the time on the offensive snaps. But if you can get him healthy on the fly and get him ready for this new matchup uh, that we all love in the NFC West between him and Jalen Ramsey, then I think you take that. I think you take that opportunity. If he's just out there running routes and he's taking, obviously as a decoy, if he's taking some of the emphasis from the defense, uh, then I think it's fine. I I don't think it's a big time problem. You know, it, it's such a sample size. Three games in the NFL is such a sample size. Um, so I'm not too concerned about it right now. I'm not pounding the table, but I think that you can be right on both sides of this one where you can say at the end of the Vikings game, not target enough. We don't know how, when he got hurt or how, how much that impacted him in that game. And it certainly impacted him in this upcoming game. So if he can be right and close to hundred percent against Jalen Ramsey, I'll take that. Yeah. And these are first world problems through three weeks. 100%. You know, this yeah. isn't, this is nitpicking because, you know, that's really the only thing that's been missing from this office. Sure. He has three touchdowns in two games. And it's funny when you throw him the ball, he scores touchdowns. So you could talk about it like that. AJ green. I mean, AJ Green played the DeAndre Hopkins role yesterday, which is crazy, but it's not crazy because I said that this was going to happen. Now, AJ Green, go ahead. I mean, he had a big play in that game that was wiped out by by uh, by a yeah. flat, um, and he looked healthy. Thank you, Tom Brady. Yeah, he yeah, looked because it wasn't. And um, you know, I don't know. After that, I don't know if maybe it aggravated something. I mean, rib injuries are nothing to kind of turn your nose. I mean, this is that's something that can really impact your game. Hopefully it's not something that's going to linger because we've seen what he looks like healthy, especially in week one with the two scores and then early in week two where he just absolutely just stopped on a dime and made Patrick Peterson. Now in three weeks, by the way, who has looked that bad, at least on one play, uh, a listener tweeted out the uh, DK Metcalf where he put where he absolutely owned P3. Uh, and so that's three weeks in a row, just so you know. But yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. Well, see, this is the week, right? This is the week where you're going to really rely on, on, on number 10 to make a big impact. It's the new Richard Sherman, Larry Fitzgerald rivalry of the NFC West. It's DeAndre Hopkins versus Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, and the best part is they played against each other their whole careers. 
which yeah. is awesome in two different divisions. Alex Nancy Balbrock, Locked On Cardinals. And I, I do want to say one more thing. A.J. Green being on the field cannot be understated, regardless of the numbers that he's put up, because he gives the bookend to DeAndre Hopkins for two outside receivers that allow Rondell Moore and Christian Kirk to eat in the middle of the field. A.J. Green, I think, gets more respect than people say he does because he's a quiet dude who just shows up aside from, you know, oh, aside from clotheslining, I think it was Jalen Ramsey, right? Yeah. He put Jalen Ramsey in a chokehold in the middle in the middle of a game. But besides that, you haven't heard you've heard a Larry Fitzgerald peep from him his entire career. All he does is go play football and and that's it. I think AJ Green being on the field, just having the name recognition on the field is very important to open up the center of the field. And we've seen it through the first couple yeah. of weeks. I think you know, I and yeah, if if DeAndre Hopkins can't go for some reason, if the, if that injury is worse, you know. You have to find somebody else to play outside. Like you don't move, you don't mess with the good thing with Rondell Moore's his role right now, especially Christian Kurt, who's leading, according to Pro Football Focus, slot yards in the NFL. The number one slot receiver in the NFL yardage wise is Christian Kirk. It's nobody else. So, you know, uh he's thriving in that role and a contractor who's been clutch. And uh AJ Green just being out there on the field and being the the other outside wide receiver is paying off so well for this team. Yeah, for sure. And I think Rondell Moore now, after one big game, even though the numbers are a little bit ballooned because of the 75-yard, 77-yard broken play, the dude's got giddy up, obviously. And he's got to keep secondary. He keeps secondaries honest, which allow Christian Kirk to have more one-on-one -on -one coverage. What we know is that Christian Kirk, so far in his career, is not a wide receiver, too. He's a great by-committee guy, and we've seen it. He's going to turn into the wide receiver, too, for the Cardinals, but if it's just him and DeAndre Hopkins, it hasn't worked out so well with AJ Green and Ronda Moore on the field. It's a completely different ballgame. Alex Clancy, Bulbrock, Locked on Cardinals. Coming up next, another guy that had question marks coming into the 2021 season is balling the F out. Byron Murphy, is he a CB1? Are we too close to it? Are we going to see in the upcoming weeks how much of a guy you can just lock and load as your CB1 every week? Byron Murphy will be. All that and more. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals. Bo, get upside, bro. Unbelievable app. Like sometimes you get copy and you have you know these these ads and you're like I don't even really know if I believe in in that product, but we believe in a, in all of ours today. You know you, you've got BetOnline.ag, you've got Built Bar, and now add this one to the list. It's the Get Upside app, an incredible app where everyone who buys gas needs to know about this. Get Upside. Our listeners are making up to twenty five cents per gallon every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app right now from the App Store, Google Play. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, and you'll get an extra $0.25. Cents. So $0.50 cents per gallon, your first fill-up with the GetUpside app. Just use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. Get up to 50% per gallon, your first tank, with the GetUpside app. Some people who drive a lot are making $200, $300 extra bucks a month from this app. You can cash out anytime in your bank account. You can also uh, use PayPal or any gift card for Amazon, other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app, use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, and get 50% per gallon on your first fill-up cash back. First tank, TOUCHDOWN is the promo code GetUpside app. So the Cardinals are a six-point doggy dog on the road to SoFi Stadium against the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday, according to betonline.ag. But I'll tell you what, it's easier than ever to put some shekels down, according to Bo Brock, at betonline.ag. They've got a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, contests. They've got odds for a lot of crap. 
which is always fun. I mean, you know, it's it's always fun to wager a couple shekels on a game, but being able to say, you know, I mean, it's, you know, heads or tails, things like that. It's so much fun just to look at just different odds and bet online has got you covered with all of those. Go to the website or use your mobile device today and uh, receive your 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code NFL 100. So if you deposit a hundred bucks, betonline.ag is going to give you a hundred dollars of their own. So that means you have Bo, how many? $200 with promo code NFL 100. Thought that math would be easy enough for you uh, from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, second segment. Uh, thanks again for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen every day. Like we're we're trying to make this show the best as possible, the most listenable, the most viewable as possible, and um, we're doing it organically. We're we're not. So Bo and I talked before the show today. We're going to argue. We're going to agree. We're not going to plan ahead. You know, and a lot of times it's easy to organic. You know, it's a lot of times it's easy to say like, you know what? You take this stance, I'll take this one. It'll be f- make for a great debate. This is 100% organic. And that's what makes our show so great is that we have topics. We don't plan ahead of exactly what we're going to say to each other. A lot of times we'll keep it to ourselves so we can have a, just a real honest conversation about things. And, um, you know, all joking aside, it's it's fantastic. And, yeah. and we just, you know, we're happy you're along for the ride. Yeah, there's you no know. Chore- There's like no no uh, choreography here. You know, we're not yeah. saying well, you say here this and I'll say that. No, this is completely. Yeah. You know, this is this is us having a conversation just like you are in the chat on our YouTube page or on social media at Lockdown AZ Cards at Clancy's Corner at Bobrack. Uh, it's it's just us talking Cardinals. It's just it's, it's what we love to do. And um, yeah, we appreciate everybody tuning in and subscribing. Well, for sure, uh, Lauren and Andrew. Let's go at it again on Sunday. I love tweeting with people on, on, on Sundays. You know, it's great. It's because if we all agreed on everything, that would be a Truman show, boring ass life before they found out that it was a total hoax, you know, like that all, you know, the Brady bunch stuff, but with, you know, without all of, you know, off the camera stuff, you know, the TV show be boring as hell, you know? Um, so yeah, that's embrace debate. I don't know where that came from. Was that, I don't, I don't even, it doesn't even matter. It was an ESPN show. So Byron Murphy has shown, through three weeks, aside from one jumped route against Minnesota where he got burned for 70-plus yards and a touchdown on the second play of the game in week two, that he's making the majority of people that question him eat his words, eat their words, including me. Um, I think Bo was a little um, less skeptical, but, I mean, all in all, how can you not be skeptical about a guy that's never been a CB1 aside from the first four or five weeks of his rookie campaign when Patrick Peterson cheated? Remember, he's a cheater. That's why he didn't get paid by the Arizona Cardinals. He's, he cheated, and he left his team out to dry. Byron Murphy has his big boy pants on through 180 minutes of football in the 2021 season. And there's really this isn't like a homer take. It's not just watch the games. The dude's balling out, whether it be breakups in the first week or the pick six in week three, I mean, he's everything that you've wanted him to be through three weeks. Everything. You know, we say a lot of things, and it's mostly to poke fun at P3, Patrick Peterson, but, uh, you know, he he obviously had a role for this organization. He played at a very high level. But one thing he didn't do, and maybe he didn't get the opportunity, or at least that was the, you know, it could have been focal or whatever, but he was never targeted. The team's early on this season are finding out and learning a harsh lesson that you can't target Byron Murphy right now. You can't. I mean, Trevor Lawrence threw two picks 
that Byron Murphy, including that pick six, he threw off a back foot like he was Aaron Rodgers. He found out, no, I can't, not even me, a guy like Trevor Lawrence, who's been celebrated his entire life as a football player, he looked very pedestrian and below average because Byron Murphy was a guy that could be opportunistic out there and take advantage of that. And we haven't seen that since 2016, maybe. It's been a long time. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals, I put the stat out there in the offseason, you know, they only had like 25 picks for, since the 2018 season. And that's like second to last in the NFL just behind the Detroit Lions. It's it's it was it's been pitiful. They've only had 12 since the beginning of the 2020 season. And then they got two picks on Sunday and they added to that. And now they have three on the season. Byron Murphy has five pass defenses, uh, pass breakups on the season as well. That leads the NFL. So he's playing at a very high level. As you said, it's been the one mistake. Uh, but if you're going to be opportunistic, if you're going to make people pay, if you're, we haven't seen the Cardinals in a long time take advantage of bad throws, that's huge for this team, especially with who you have on the offensive side of the football. Yeah, the Cardinals have been very strip-sack-centric for turnovers because of Chandler Jones. Mm -hmm. You know, that's really been the focal point of this defense. It hasn't really been interceptions. But to be fair, to be fair, I wish you watched Letterkenny so I could say it the way that they did. Um, he's He's been graded on a very steep curve as well. You know, so this isn't like, this isn't like, you know what, he's the best that they've got. As you mentioned, he's through three weeks, he's one of the best corners in the league. Through three weeks, he is showing that he is one of the best corners in the league. And I, I don't know if that's, that? I mean, is, oh. I just want to say, like, where does, the, does, does Steve Kime get credit for where everybody thought he was naive yeah. for moving forward with this cornerback room? And look, and injuries could happen. They pretty much are maybe even inevitable. Uh, you know, not deep at that position. We saw it in week two. Um, you know, when does he get credit for knowing the guys in that locker room and kind of anticipating the step and knowing you can move forward instead of having to go out there and get somebody, make a move? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, it's 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 TBD. Like he's yeah. not getting backlash right now. Sure. But let me tell you, I mean, he'll get credit on Sunday if they win on Sunday. It's you know, that's that's the legitimate – this is the best time for them to play the Rams. 100% the best time because it's still the first quarter of the season. Obviously, a little bit less now. There's 17 weeks. The first quarter of the season, there's plenty of time to make roster adjustments if need be. If Robert – if Cooper Cup eats Byron Murphy's lunch like he's been eating every single corner – and safety and linebacker that's been on him through three weeks with Matthew Stafford, maybe you look around and say, you know what? Can you bolster this roster? Now, it's going to have to be through trade. You're not going to bring a 35-year-old in and bolster the roster, but it's not fair necessarily to have Robert Alford, who hasn't played in two years, and Marco Wilson, who hasn't played at all, and Byron Murphy, who hasn't been jumped into this role, to really lock down the cornerback position, cornerback room, if the pass rush isn't doing their job, which they really haven't been over the last week and a half. So it's not that they're not doing a great job. It's if you want to win this year, you got to make some adjustments. And that's all. And I mean, this, these are good problems to have. This isn't a sell-off. This is a how can you improve your team without giving up a first-round pick. That's going to be the elixir to be able to you know, tread water with where they are and not go 0-3 in their next three games. I mean, San Francisco's offense looked absolutely terrible, but that defense is what's going to keep them in games the majority of the season. The Rams are good on both sides. So it's, I mean, isn't it the greatest time to play the Rams on the road and not at home 
to where like this is the biggest test they're going to have this season. And it's week four against a divisional opponent who's arguably the best team in the league. Right. And they're riding high and they're probably going to try to do a lot of things that they've been successful doing through three weeks. You've got the game film and, uh, you know, that play action, that boot, you've got to be able to slow that down. And, and you're right. Number 10, Cooper Cup, unbelievable season. I think he's the highest rated wide receiver in the league right now. He's just putting up absurd numbers and uh, it, it's going to be a Herculean effort. But if they can, if they can humble the Rams a little bit, if they can play with them, that's going to tell this organization, this fan base, the NFL, that this team is not who they thought they were in the offseason, that they're not going to be hovering around 500. No, they're going to be in contention for a playoff spot. So far, so good. Through yeah. three weeks, so far, so flipping good. And because we hit 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, I will, I will be putting a moratorium, as I mentioned on Twitter, through you know Tuesday of next week on Cliff Kingsbury. So if the Cardinals lose by 50, the moratorium is going to be intact and no ill will against Cliffy Baby and his snazzy getup after the Cardinals' big win over Jacksonville in Jacksonville this past Sunday. Coming up next, there's a familiar face atop the uh, NFL MVP rankings. We'll, ta we'll talk about him, as well as a very, very important topic that Bo brought up on his Monday Locked on NFL show. You go should go check that out wherever you find your podcast um, about the future of the quarterback position and how the Cardinals and Cardinals fans can do a quick, whew, at least they don't have to worry about that. All that and more coming up next, Locked on Cardinals. First, rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for you to go to link local chain storefronts and for them to have all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning uh, that I don't know the answer to? And instead, you can just go to rockauto.com. Save time and money. You don't get upcharged or anything like that from chain storefronts. Again, you don't have to go there and say, uh, excuse me, please, uh, is this in stock? No, I have to wait two weeks. Cool. Why did I drive over here? Not with rockauto.com. They're a family-owned business. They've been online for 20 years. Their prices are always reliably low, and they have everything you need. Brake, uh, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, whatever. Carpet, everything. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. All right, final segment. Thank you again to everybody who subscribed on YouTube, who follows us on Twitter, who has subscribed to the podcast via Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day, wherever you find it. And, you know, we'll be able to talk to you tomorrow and the day after and the day after, all the way through the 2021 season and what seems to be, through three weeks, what's going to be an incredible offseason after this season because the snowball's rolling downhill, baby, it seems, and only thing things are Bo and I like Bo and I deserve this damn it okay <laughs> we like to talk about this once in a while like we love doing this every single day if the Cardinals went 0 17 we would love doing this because we get to talk about sports it, we're you know we're close buds and we just get to talk crap to each other and you know say to each other wrong all the time mm -hmm. 2018 this was after a year of doing this podcast myself the big get was trading for Adrian Peterson that was the big get because David Johnson went down week one, Carson Palmer went down week eight in London, and the Cardinals lost by 100, and that was all she wrote, doing it every day for the Lockdown Podcast Network when it was just starting out. 
2018, the Arizona Cardinals were on the field for five minutes of offense during week one of the 2018 season against the Washington professional football team on their way to three and 13, one of the tumultuous and I mean, it was the worst team I've ever, you know, witnessed 16 games in a row this close. And then now, you know, and then Kyler Murray enters and look at what's happening and flash forward to now. Kyler Murray is now, according to uh, some books, the odds on favorite to win the NFL MVP. Now, this is way too early. Sure. But where he was last year was always fourth or fifth. Always 15 to 1, 20 to 1, where he started the season 25 or 30 to 1, depending on the book. Now he is the odds on favorite to plus 750 and that number around that number, depending on the book you look at. Bo, is this exciting? Is this scary? Like, what, what are your what are your emotions right now for Kyler Murray? Yeah, yeah. Some a little bit of both, right? Because you you, you don't feel like sometimes you're worthy of, of being able to watch somebody that talented. And and then also the the skepticism like can he do it can he finally put it together for the long haul because we saw it we saw him play at this level last year but now he's taking it up a notch i mean i tweeted it out earlier today or yesterday sorry that uh he has a thousand and five yards passing which is the most through three games for any arizona cardinal signal caller ever not kurt warner not carson palmer for all those good teams it belongs to kyler murray and that doesn't even take into equation that the guys found the end zone on the ground three times this season. Like he's got that ability to do it both ways, get somebody that can do it, do it, do both. And that's what the Arizona Cardinals have. That's why he's in this tier with guys like Mahomes, with guys like Lamar Jackson and, and Kyler Murray. I mean, he can put it together. He's going to put up some eye popping numbers, numbers unlike that we've ever seen covering football here in the desert. Never, ever. Even with Carson Palmer, who threw for 35 touchdowns in 2015. I mean, he could approach that, plus have the ability to rush the football. It's like playing NCAA 2014. Oh, God. NCAA 2003, just always in my heart. I mean, it shows my age. The first time you can make a college and start it in an F and just build it up recruiting and everything. God, those were good times. Um, Color is incredible, okay? We know that. Um, What he's doing not on the ground this year is exactly what I said earlier in the season before the season started would be the perfect, perfect ecosystem for this offense. Now they've played some eh, not so great defenses compared to the top tier teams that they're going to see in the next handful of weeks, but that bootleg or that play action naked bootleg to walk into the end zone twice this year during important drives, both times is going to keep everything honest. When he's running the ball inside the red zone, he's almost impossible to beat unless he's running it up the gut, you know, he's almost impossible to beat because he's too quick twitch. I mean, you can't stop. You can't stop. Plus you don't have your quick guys up at the line of scrimmage on, uh, on goal line packages. So when he's doing it sparingly, it's fantastic. And we're seeing a lot of it just behind the line of scrimmage. He's looking downfield, looking downfield to throw, which when you have Christian Kirk and Rondell Moore, two of the quickest guys in the league and Deandre Hopkins, the best receiver in the league, guys get open. And it makes everything look better, even though the plays look broken. So all in all, through three weeks, he's going to throw picks. If he throws the ball 40 times a game, he's going to throw interceptions. And they're going to be a couple bad ones. He's 24 years old. Give him a break. Like with that stuff, yeah, they're bad ones, but it's not. There hasn't been one where, you know what, second and one, game-winning drive, and he throws it right into a linebacker's face. Like that, until that happens, 
He's going to be forcing things because he thinks he's the best player on the field. A lot of times he is. Well, yeah, and he's playing loose and he's playing confidently. And and sometimes, yeah. you know, any especially in such a humbling league like the NFL, that uh, you, you will be humbled. You will throw, you will make a bad pass because you feel like, oh, I saw something or I felt like we were, I was in rhythm and he just makes a bad throw. Like he's done three times so far to open up the second half to start this season. You know, and with that though, comes the ability to to have seen that and and hopefully he won't continue to make those mistakes and i gotta say like right now even with those he's got four interceptions on the season right and he's you know projected to have more than he's ever had uh but still i i feel like i trust kyler murray like if 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 the game was on the line and he needed to go out there and this, this offense needed to, to make a big player make several big plays uh, and have a, a, a potential game tying game winning drive I trust him to take care of the football in those moments. Which just, you know, coming out of the gates of the lo- or coming out of the locker room, you know, th- there is a there is a difference between c- kind of coming out to open up the the game. And uh, I I don't know what it is if he can just re- you know refocus himself during that. Time, just run some nice. wind sprints during halftime, man. Like just just know. recreate that. And remember, I told you this is a thing that players like halftime is a weird. It's a weird time because it just completely resets your clock. It's it it you know. You're not as loose coming out in the second half as you are game time, hyped up and everything. And I mean, you're right. I mean, it's if he does it again, like that's three times in a row. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. It's insane. And I think the Tennessee scored on that drive too, right? Was that the was that the uh, Ryan Tannehill scamper in to start the uh, second half? It was the worst possible oh, thing that could happen. Right. Ryan Tannehill was the first touchdown of the game, but no, they did they did collect points out. It might have been AJ Brown. Uh, touchdown. Oh, that's right. That. Right side of the end zone. That's right. And then, of course, you know, Nick Vigil has the pick six. And then uh, it's, it's been, it's been tough. I mean, they, they've, they've, they've been tough to swallow, but they haven't cried. Obviously they're three and oh. So at the same token, Kyler Murray, I think that that's one of those things where he can, if he can start to take it, we haven't, we've only seen one Detroit Lions game in week three of 2020 where it was just three incredibly bad, just terrible play. ones. But yeah. We haven't seen that the rest of his so far for his young career, so I'm not concerned about it. If it's one a game, fine. But if it's if he's also scoring three, four total touchdowns a game, it's it's like turnovers for basketball. If the guy's gonna have yeah. a triple double, but he's gonna have a a ten, you know, six, seven turnovers, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, Deshaun Watson has always thrown interceptions, yeah. but he's always looked at as the one of the better, more electric guys. I mean, that's kind of the better comp. Patrick Peterson. I mean, uh, Patrick Mahomes didn't throw picks until his second year. You know, he was so efficient. It was insane. More Aaron Rodgers-like. But let me ask you this, because we need to leave right now. We, and, and we'll talk, because we can talk about this for another 45 minutes. Right. right now, today, would you rather have the Arizona Cardinals offense or the Los Angeles Rams offense? Not the play caller, the 11 on the field, including 1 to 11. I have rather we'll leave you with that. that. Oh, you know what? Let's, let, let, you know what? I'm going to give you some time. I'm going to give you some time because I don't know the answer either. We will pick that up tomorrow on Locked on Cardinals. Again, thank you to everybody who subscribed on YouTube for getting us to 1,000. It's just the beginning. And uh, thanks for being along for the ride. Alex Nancy Bob, Rock Locked on Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.